And we're back, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, <laughs> with another episode of Stat Geek Q&A. We just finished up the Stat Geek show, and we're ready to jump right back in to another live broadcast here on YouTube or a podcast for those of you listening on the, any of the various podcast forums where Behind the Steel Curtain podcasts are available. Uh, before we go, shout out to all the other podcasters. You know, we've got Jeff Hartman. Brian Anthony Davis, Lance Williams, Tony Defio. We've also got our audio podcaster, um, Michael Beck, um, here that all contribute. You got Big Brosco, myself, doing this one here tonight. Shout out to all those guys and the content that uh, that they all help produce. I don't know about you. I, I try to not miss shows. I miss Tony's show on Saturday. Um didn't get to catch that one because of some things going on, and I've still been trying to to catch up on it. But uh, I, I wish really more of them. I wish more of them were at this time at night. I, I, I'm better at catching the ones as we go into the evening. Some of these run off pretty early in the day, and I have trouble getting to them. Well, I'll be honest with you. When they come in the evening, like sometimes with with uh, with Jeff and Lance, I have articles I need to write, and instead I get to listen to them, and then uh, it takes me longer to do my articles. So it's like, oh, you know, I kind of have to decide uh, which way to go or which not. We are, we are back. I'm hoping that we're getting people back into the show that were here for the last one. I wanted to bring up, um, I can't bring it up, but I wanted to mention uh, a comment at the very end after we, right as we finished the last show. Um, from from Tristan that said, y'all are awesome. This is my first live show, but I watch every day. So that's great. That's what we like to like to see. Well, I guess here, I guess it's see, see it here. Um, there you about go. people, it's a lot of fun where people are like, oh, this is my first live chat. People are always like, welcome, here we go, welcome. You know, Brian last night they had. Well, I say last night. It was more in the late afternoon. Um, yeah. On their on their Q and A show, they had a Ravens fan that comes in that even has his own channel. Came in very respectful, you know, loves his team, but just was giving good insight. Had a Broncos fan stumble in and was talking with some with some good stuff. You know, we're all you know for the most part we're Steelers fans here, but we get some other people that I mean, especially check these out after the fact. And uh, this is as much about football knowledge. Like I can handle fans of any fan base. We're like, oh, I can't stand these fans. I can handle any fan as long as they know what they're talking about. I'll be honest with you. Even if you're a Steelers fan but have no idea what you're talking about can sometimes drive me nuts. But then making, you know, throw in being like a Ravens fan or something like that. I say that because there's Raven, a lot of Ravens fans are where I live that just doesn't know anything even about their own team, you know, like a, like a Ravens fan talking about, you know, all this upcoming year. And, um, you, you think, you, you think Flacco might get a shot again? No, <laughs> no, he's not even going to get a shot in Denver, you know, let alone Baltimore, you know, cause they didn't realize he wasn't on the team anymore. You know, those are the kind of things that drive me nuts, but yeah. that's, what's great about our wonderful community here on the YouTube channel. And on the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, make sure you are checking our content out, both in audio, video, and written form. So let's dive into this. Let's not hesitate. We got a great question last week 
from Thaddeus, who unfortunately I have not seen. I've not seen him out in here. the live chat. So, Thaddeus, I hope you listen to the podcast. I, I hope you catch it later. Thaddeus, if you're watching on YouTube later, make sure you drop a con a comment in there, and we'll try to make sure that we that we know that you got this because he asked a great question last week. Uh, he he asked what I thought saw and thought was an extremely good geeky question. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. right up our alley. Okay, right. I gotta I gotta bring this up first before we get into it. Okay. I gotta bring up Kathy. She's here every week. Okay, she says that's me, Dave. I'm here to learn, though. No, 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 <laughs> Kathy. No, 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 no. You know, you know. Even if Kathy doesn't know something, she doesn't try to act like no. she does and look foolish. Exactly. I mean, we're talking about that guy that that might not know a whole lot, but thinks mm -hmm. they know a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, Kathy. I don't think that you still believe that Charlie Batch is the Steelers' backup quarterback or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, because I, not that I've met other Steeler fans like that. I, honestly, it's been rare. And people say they're a Steeler fan, but they're not really a fan. They just, they're not, I, I don't even know, I wouldn't even call them a football fan. But if they followed football, it would be the Steelers. That's, yeah. I, I don't get many of that. But I mean, you got to remember, I, I used to teach high school and coach football. And of course, there would be, kids that would want to run their mouths about stuff because they knew I was a big Steelers guy and it would just drive me nuts when they didn't know what they were talking about. But that's just me. So let's get into this. Thaddeus asked the question, expanded playoffs, is it possible that every team from a division can make the playoffs? Was that pretty much what he asked, Rich? Yeah, basically. He said, what's the chance that, that – with four teams in a division, since technically now you'll have three wild cards, that you could have a wild card winner and the other, or you'd have a division winner and the other three teams make the wild card. Yeah, um, I've, I've I've devastated some people with yeah, that. It's That's like funny. like Creed that has crushed that Charlie Batch isn't the backup anymore. So, um, <sighs> hey, he's always nearby. He's just a quick phone call away. He's a quick phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so right. for those of you that are that did that, that might not realize what we're talking about, the NFL did expand the playoffs um starting in 2020 to where there will now be instead of six teams for per conference, there will be seven. That means you will have your four division winners and three wild cards. There has been plenty of times in the past, and I actually have all those times listed here, ready to go, where both wild cards has, has come from the same division. It's happened a couple times in the AFC North. Several times in the AFC yep. North. Um, let's see. I have it as two, and they're mo and they're more. They're, it was 2014 and 2011 um, mm -hmm. that three teams made it from the North. Yep. But they're not the only ones that have done it. The question no. is, what about all three teams? Now, you mean all four teams? All three teams. All all three teams. All the other three teams making the wild card. Wild card. So Wherefore, you, yes. you have the division champion. I didn't clear it. It was right in my brain. It just didn't come out of my mouth right. Well, so, you know um, that happened a lot. Yeah, story of my life. So the question is, can it happen? What's the likelihood of it happening? So I dove into it. So I got the numbers. Well, you, okay, so so okay. so before you even jump at the numbers, all right, so being just, you know, a guy that got a degree in mathematics, is it possible? The answer to that is absolutely yes, it's possible. Yes, what it comes Chances down to is, is probabilities that 
that that happened? Like, what is your percentage just that you can get that to happen? Now go to your numbers. Yeah, well, the chances are it's going to have to be some interesting scenarios I've seen before. And and what I've what I've looked at is your division winner is probably going to be your four seed or, or best your three seed because yes. you need to have the best chance for this to happen is for a lot of the teams. I mean, a lot of the teams, teams to split with worst each to go other two and four in the division. Yep. Yeah, you need to split a lot of your division games, and then it really helps. I mean, if you look at some of these years, you're like, well, why did why did so many teams make it from one division? Look at the other teams they were playing. They were playing a, a weak AFC opponent and a weak NFC opponent. You know, opposite well, just, you know, just, same the, conference you know. and opposite conference. That they could well, get. and just think, you know, you think, oh, hey, maybe we could get some inflated on, on a year where, say, I don't know, well, let's look at the Steelers this year, you know, are going to play the NFC East. Yeah. Okay. They have, yeah, none of those teams so totally worry me. Yeah, that's not a powerhouse division right now. So um, that's the other place where you get lucky is that your, your division would be paired up against that division in the in the other conference. Yeah. That's just not all that strong. Yeah, like let's say you're say like you said the NFC East. Let's imagine this year, let's say you get a resurgence from the Bengals. I don't really see it happening, but let's say you do. Let's say every team goes at least three and one against the NFC East. Right. Yes. That's a good possibility. Yeah. The Steelers, uh, or maybe it's not just the Steelers, the entire AFC North also plays the AFC South this year. Right. Now, the AFC South is not one of those quote-unquote down divisions. But let's say let's say that it was like last year they played the East, played the AFC East as well, which I right. don't know what to expect for the Patriots. The Bills are pretty good, but you got everything else. Let's say that all three teams go three and one in, with that one as well. Yeah. Then you're all of a sudden looking at, you know, everyone's got a six and two record without playing each other. Then let's say you, you even at worst, you go two and four, you know, you're looking, you're looking at eight and six with your two other games out there. Right. I mean, that's yes. a possibility. Very now so. let's it. So it's possible. Now let's look at history to see if it ever would have happened. So what I did was this. I looked back to back through the 2002 season. 2002 was the first year that they went to four divisions. Didn't bother going before yeah. that because everything's set up different. So let's yep. just keep it to when it was four divisions. There has been, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times where both wild cards came from the same division. Seven times. One year... It happened in both conferences. That oh. was in 2007. Yes. Wow. So what I did in those years is I looked at, okay, let's just go back and see how did that fourth place team look? How did they look? How many times was there a chance that they could have made the playoffs? The answer was a couple. Just so happened to be that 2007 with both of those. So we're really going to focus on that year when we get there. But okay. in 2017, um, both teams from the NFC South made the playoffs. New Orleans won the division. Carolina and Atlanta both made the wild card. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tampa, 5-11. and 11. No chance. Right. They weren't no anywhere chance. close. 
2014 was when the Steelers won the and won the AFC North. Cincinnati and Baltimore both made the both made the wild card. Cleveland was close, seven and nine. But there okay. were five teams ahead of them that would have been yeah. in getting that last one. There was five teams that were either nine and seven or eight and eight that year. Okay. 2013, the year before the AFC West did it, where it was Denver won the division. It was um, Kansas City and San Diego at the time. But poor Oakland was only four and 12, no chance. Then in, the, in 2011, it was the AFC North again. Baltimore won at that time, but Pittsburgh and Cincinnati were both wild cards. And Cleveland was four and 12 as well. So they had no right. chance. Here was where it got interesting. Here's where you got close was 2007, you had the AFC South. Indy won the South. Jacksonville and Tennessee both made the playoffs. Houston did not, and they were 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 8-8. They were eight and eight. Um, they, they wouldn't have got the seventh seed. They would have been the eighth seed because Cleveland did gotcha. not make the playoffs at 10-6. and six. They were one spot out. Two games back, but they were one spot out. Okay. Um, then in also in 2007, you had the NFC East where Dallas won the East, the Giants and the Redskins made got the wild card, and the Eagles were eight and eight. And they would have also been the eighth team, but it came down to a tiebreaker. They had the same record as both the Vikings and the Cardinals. But the Vikings had the tiebreaker when it came to the playoffs to be in that seventh spot. So the answer is the NFL, if they would have had seven teams to the playoffs the whole time, would have been extremely close in 2007 where it came down to a tiebreaker. So it's not impossible, but yet right. it just didn't happen. The only other time where both teams, um, both wild cards came from the same division was in the NFC East the year before, but in a different order and a different teams where it was. Um, so that would have been 2006. It was Philly was first, then Dallas and the Giants made were the wild card. Washington was in last and they were five and 11. In order for, a, to me, realistically, in order for a team to make a wild card, even with the expanded playoffs, you got to be at least eight and eight. Got to be at least eight and eight. Has there been teams that are less, that were less than 500? Now, granted, this is kind of the last year with this because, you know, supposedly the next season we're going to 17 games. But has there been a team that's been under 500 make the wild card? No. There's been teams that are under 500 make the playoffs, but that's because right. they won their division. Yep. So they've never had a team under 500 make the wild card. Additionally, I went back and checked who would have made the playoffs all those years. There was no team that would have made the playoffs worse than eight and eight, but there were eight times there was, you know, 36 possible spots. Cause it was, you know, 18 years, one in each division. Yep. Eight times an eight and eight team would have made the seventh spot and made the playoffs. So that's just eight out of 36. So um, that's, so not even a quarter of the time, but now there was a team that was eight, seven and one 
um, and whatnot. There were times when teams would have won 10 games and still not made it, even with the expanded playoffs, which was crazy. But um, so to me, you would need, like the Steelers would have, with the expanded playoffs, they'd have been in the seventh seed this past year at eight and eight. Um, and what's what's really interesting is the Steelers Let's see. The last three times they didn't make the playoffs, they would have been in as the seventh seed. So just think of their playoff. Their playoff streak would have gone back to like 2011, I do believe, um, of making the playoffs if there would have been seven instead of six. So because even this past year, they they were the seventh team. Year before, they were the seventh team. So, um, but they were there because yeah, 2013 and 2012 they would have made the playoffs at eight and eight. Um, I said 2011, but they made the playoffs in 2011, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, it was earlier than that. It's crazy. But um, what? you you don't know what you're talking about? What? Yeah, I don't know what I'm oh. talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the question is, can the can the last place team in a division finish at 500? In those 18 seasons, it's happened five times. Okay, five times. The two times we talked about in 2007 already. Washington was did it in 2008. The next year, they were the last place in the East, but they were eight and eight. The reason this wasn't included earlier is because the team that was ahead of them in the division didn't make the, didn't make the wild card either. Who was nine? I think they were nine and seven didn't make the wild card. Right. And in 2002, both Buffalo and Kansas City. This was the first year they went to the four to um to to the four divisions. Um. Came in last in their division as eight, at eight and eight, but they they didn't even have they were still far down in that case. So it's possible to finish eight and eight as good as eight and eight and come in last in your division. So is it possible? It's possible. Do you think we'll see it anytime soon? Where all four make it in? No, because I'm really thinking you're you're looking at, at at a chance of this. Just I've been sitting here while you've been doing some of this. Just crunching some basic numbers to try to get an idea uh, of what I think your percentages are on this or, or, you know, your chances of this happening. You're really looking at something that's under a 1% chance. Yeah. Um, I would say you're probably looking at something that, that might happen, might happen. Well, what's, what's hilarious is it could happen next year. All right. Let's say just, I'll just pick a number. Okay. That, that the chances of this happen, you know, that this would happen once in 50 years. All right. Mm-hmm. The whole problem with that is you don't know when that one is going to fall. It could happen the very first year. It could happen the very last year. It could happen any of the ones in between. So we're sitting here and we're saying, yeah, this could be a less than 1% chance. Yeah. This could be a, a, a one in a hundred year kind of thing. Okay. That, that's yeah. correct. The problem is you don't know which year that could be. Yes. Um, you know, you and I may never live to see it. It yeah. could happen this year. Yes. You know, or, but that, that's mm-hmm. that's the way you have to think about probabilities. It can happen. I mean, just the fact that you said, you know, you're going to have to have, you know, probably going to have to be an 8-8 eight eight team, someone without a losing record. Okay. Be in the last place in the division. Okay. And we've seen that that can happen. Yeah. So the fact that that can happen, then you go into, well, that can happen. Now does everything else line up right? 
so far, based on the numbers you found out there, it hasn't quite lined up right. Almost lined up right. The one, the one time, you know, yeah. with the tie break. Um, so yeah, I hope it happens someday because it'll be really fun to talk about if it does. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I don't see it. Um, generally, if you if you want to look at it, you're looking at. On average, you're looking at the, your last place team having about four wins. I mean, if you think about it, it you're, you could be looking at a 12 and four team, two teams around 500, you know, maybe nine and seven, another one, seven and nine. And then that would be four and 12 left. Just on average, overall, you right. know, lots of four win teams, five win teams, three win teams that are in last place in, in each division. It's very rare that you can get that that perfect scenario. Everything would have to line up right, but it's not impossible. They all they said that a six seed was never going to win the Super Bowl until they did. Until they did. <laughs> until and they did. It's happened more than once now. You know exactly. So, so I think it'll happen. I think it could, like awesome stuff says, it'll happen one day. Just mm-hmm. knows, it's hard to say how long it'll be. Who knows? Right. It might not happen before they completely change the change the playoffs again. Maybe they have an eighth team. Correct. Maybe exactly. they just do a whole new scenario. You never know how long things will last. But right. it's possible. I'd like to see it. Um, I still can't get over how many times the Steelers are, you know, have finished eight and eight and out of the playoffs, but we're in the hunt right to the end. It's just, it's just crazy. So I'll think about some of these past few years where we've just merely missed the playoffs, you know, as that seventh seventh team, and now we'd be it. Yeah. But whatever. Yes, it is. So um, we've got, oh, I don't know. What do you say? Probably about at least 15 minutes or so. Well, 15, right? 20 minutes, yes. I'm getting ready to, to type in, you know, questions or comments about things for the live chat. You guys know me. I don't make it super far because I we stop. I do the ones that come up. Unless you use the super chat feature, which you by all means may use, you type oh, in your comment. Hey, hold, hold on, because I got a question that popped up there already from Blitzberg. I, I think they must yeah. have Blitzberg. I'm hoping you missed the very beginning part of the show. Why are we talking about worst case scenario? Not talking about it for the Steelers. We were, the the question we were looking at. Somebody brought up last week was, is it possible with the new playoff format that all four teams from a division could make the playoffs? Yes, we were just looking at the probability, possibility, if it could happen. We're not talking about this for the Steelers. Right. Uh, We're just talking about on the numbers, can can it happen? Mm -hmm. Yes. The Steelers fans, we want to win the division. We want to dominate everybody. We want to win Super Bowls. But in terms of the stat geeks that we are, um, (laughs) that was a great question to look at. Yeah, Yeah, just the probability. You know, because first of all, the odds of it happening are low. The odds of it being the AFC North are even lower. The odds of it being the Steelers being the fourth team, super low. Chances are this isn't a Steelers thing. This was just a could it be. But the Steelers could very well be playing one of those teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Based on where they are. So yeah. I was saying you could use the super chat feature here if you want to get your question brought up. You type in, you type in your question, you hit the dollar sign, you donate any amount you want to the show. It'll bring it up, and we will make sure we address it. So we are going to start looking for questions. And as like Cree says, hit the thumbs up, y'all. So um, 
So here's, I'm just going to bring this up just because it's a good point that awesome stuff says this, that we've been so close to making it at eight and eight over the years because the Patriots completely beat down their division opponents, opening up for wild cards from other divisions. Yeah. That is another piece that plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the Patriots and how that goes. It's disparity in the AFC that there, there are some, I mean, the Patriots have run away with the East. Last year, you know, finally the Bills gave them a run for their money. But it's it's not always just the East. But you get that division where there's one good team and that's it. Everyone else is yep. everyone else is out of it. Yep. So when you have, I mean, so so you have 16 teams in, in a division in a division when seven of them are just not competitive, you're looking at you know, middle a couple middle of the road teams that are fighting for that last spot. Yep. So, yep. So here we go. Uh, you got two thumbs up from Steelers Pittsburgh. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Just thought I'd throw that well, out there. I okay. Should. Um, George asked a question. I don't know that I have the answer to. <laughs> I was reading. The I, I'm, 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 I'm certain. It's not that I don't have a clue. I'm fairly certain it does not. That the I, Hall of Fame I think game. That is, I, I think that is correct. People want to, I should read the question for our podcast listeners. Yep. If there's a Hall of Fame game, if you buy a ticket, um, does the ticket include the induction speeches? No, the, the, the induction is on Saturday where the game is on Thursday. And yep. I'm pretty sure that they are, I'm pretty sure they're two separate tickets, but I can't say for sure. Um, the Hall of Fame is still hoping to do all these things. Frankly, if the Hall of Fame game doesn't happen, it's going to, I mean, it might be disappointing to some people, but more importantly, I'd really like to see the induction happen. Okay. Um, yes. I did an article on the odds of this. Is that Cypher? I guess it would be Cypher. I don't know. Yep. This is about Ben, the comeback player of the year um, from the website that I get a lot of the statistics from, which is bet online. Um, he has the best odds, five to two odds of winning comeback player of the year. It generally goes to a quarterback more than anybody else. Um, does not have to be someone coming back from injury. It could just be coming back from adversity. This this past year's winner was Ryan Tannehill. He was not hurt. He just was not good in Miami. So, um, so here we go. Um, nope, I skipped a little bit, of course. So um, we have somebody else happy. Matt O'Grady caught it live. Woohoo. So there you go. So this was a question that was brought up with the last in the last show with the live chat that I saw, and I'm glad he typed it in again. So we'll yep. we'll address this real quick. Uh, this went crazy in the live chat um, with the last show. What do y'all think about Matt Canada? I've seen good things on BTSE, but have seen a high level of skepticism on him on other sites. Please elaborate if you can. Do you want us to go first? Show me to go first. Let me, I, I was going to put it in simple terms. Okay. Okay. There's always going to be homers and haters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, yeah. you know, um, you, you can take a positive or negative look at any single thing out there. We can look at it every single draft pick. We can talk about the ups and downs. We can talk about every coach they bring in, the ups and the downs. Okay. The question really just comes down to what do you want to focus on? Yeah. Um, I, I'm 
I didn't know a whole lot about Matt Canada, but as I started to look into it, the first thing that ran through my mind on the positive side was I think he's really going to help be able to scheme things up a little bit and might be able to add a bit to our running game because of it. Yeah, it's funny you say that because he's he's the quarterback's coach. But here's Correct. what's interesting. We found this out last year that the Steelers don't officially designate this, but they have a run game coordinator and a pass game coordinator that's not their offensive coordinator. Last year, that's a great question who that was. I mean, it was Munchak the year before with the run game. Was it was it Surrett last year? You know, was it the new running back coach? You know, the only person who had been around of any significance for a while was the tight end coach, but I don't know if he was doing the run game. I'm pretty sure he wasn't their passing game coordinator because they barely used the tight ends in the passing game last year. That just didn't make sense. You know, and that was another thing that you had to ask. Was that a big deal? Another issue with the, with the passing of coach Drake, was he the, did he help us as part of the passing game coordinator? So you bring in an additional coach as a quarterback's coach. Is he going to be one of those roles? Maybe, maybe not. Here's my thoughts on Matt Canada. I am just glad that the Steelers have brought in someone who will hopefully be a competent coach as a quarterback's coach because, my goodness, if the Steelers decide that they're going with young guys as backups, which Kevin Colbert came out and said, that's what you we did. We'd made that decision with Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. We wanted veteran backups when he was younger, and as we, he moved on, we want as he – became more of the veteran. We wanted more of the younger guys as backups. If you're going to do that, you got to have a coach for him. You do. You've got to. End of story. That's part of what hurt. That's part of what hurt our two guys last year was not having a quarterback coach. Because I mean, they had a quarterback coach, but he was also the offensive coordinator. Correct. They needed someone having to devote his time to coordinating the offense. Exactly. I understand how this works. Um, as a former high school football coach, I was also a former high school track and field coach. I was a throwing coach. I coached the shot put and the discus. And then when I also coached a little bit of college, I also coached the hammer because I threw the hammer when I was in college as well. There was a year where our head coach moved on to the, co- moved on to the college level. And I, they asked me to step up and be the head coach of, of the track and field program. It was the only year I did not send one of my throwers to the state meet. Only year in all my coaching. I didn't get to focus on them nearly as much because I was having to deal with everything. Yep. That's how I that's what I look at when it comes to Randy Feetner also being the quarterback's coach. So there's that. Is I also don't look as Matt Canada. I mean, we've talked about it on podcasts before, and I've talked up about Matt Canada. I think we're all going to be a little bit disappointed because I don't know how much they're going to use him. I know Kevin Smith, also known as Cliff Harris, is still a punk, uh, a writer for our website who does great in-depth analysis. He's a high school football coach. He likes what Canada could bring and what he's seen from his systems. Um, I just don't want Steeler fans to get overexcited if they – they they're they're almost treating him like he's the offensive coordinator, but he's not. He's not, and part of that is because, you know, the Steelers brought in an, an extra secondary coach last year with coach, um, uh, coach Austin Terrell Austin, and instantly their defense got better. Well, part of that was they signed Stephen Nelson, they brought in Minka Fitzpatrick, and they're and it got so much better. But a lot of that was like, did it also help having another coach? 
um, just help the defense overall. So I would say as a Steeler fan, I would be cautiously optimistic, very optimistic that there's going to be someone else bringing in their views to this, but don't get the cart too far in front of the horse. It's not like he's going to come in and instantly change everything in the Steelers offense. He's the quarterback's coach. Yeah. So you just kind of got to look at it that way. And I'm sure the live chats probably had an awful lot to say about that since I've talked about it so long. Um, but there um, were, yeah, there was, there was a good bit of stuff on mm-hmm. down there where some folks were weighing in on that. So. Oh, here's a good one. need to stop and go. Yep. Put it. Gotcha. Here's one. Steeler fan 74. I like this one. Do you think they should change? This goes right into our playoff talk. Do they, do you think that they should change the fourth division winner playing at home with a worse record than the wild card? No. I don't. Does, does, does the division winner automatically? In other words, what, what, what the question really comes down to, and this is something I could see them considering do your top four seeds automatically go to division winners or do you or do you definitely have the division winner make the playoffs but you don't necessarily have them seeded one two three four and then the next three that only works if you go to it, it, it would totally change our system and it would basically do away with divisions Divisions wouldn't matter well, so much anymore. It could well. I see that. I could see that. Um, let's just say this. I always look forward to the Steelers winning the division because I know they host a playoff game. It's very rare where this happens. It does but once it, in a while, and and, it, and the talk about it well, really fires up when you get a team that wins the division at seven and nine, and they host mm-hmm. a wild card team that's you know ten and six. I misspoke. It's not that it's that rare. It's not that rare because some, but what I said, I was thinking more of that. It's very rare when you get a division winner that doesn't have a winning record. But, but this is what I was thinking of. It's not all that rare for your wild card um, spots to have a to have more wins than a division. Um, it could just be one. When there's a huge discrepancy, I mean, think about this. There was a huge discrepancy. I'm not even going to try to get the year right because I've blocked it out of my memory, where the Steelers had won. I mean, how many games did they win? 12 games that year, but were a wild card and had to go play in Denver. Yeah. Let's not talk about what happened in that game. But a lot of people were like, the Steelers had won like at least three, if not four more games than the Broncos that year. But yet they had to go to Denver to play that game. So I could see it. Um, I'd, I'd never want to get to a point where the division winner doesn't make the playoffs. I don't ever want to see that as a point. Right. And so that's why I'm saying that honestly, I I think you kind of leave it where it is right now. And now I'll also say this, um, you know, if we, if, if we would have wanted a home game that year, we should have won our division 12, you know, but unfortunately 12 and four wasn't good enough to get it done. Um, But as a 12 and four team going to play in Denver against a team that was, Nine and seven, if I remember correctly, it was either either eight and eight or nine and seven. I think they were nine. And, I think they were nine yeah. and seven. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't care that we had to go there. We should still win that game easily, and mm-hmm. yeah. 
I don't know that any having to go play in Denver had much to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just say this. If I don't feel like they have to make the change, but if they did make it, I wouldn't throw a fit about it. I think that's, that's the thing. Um, If it was my decision to make, I don't know. I'd really, I'd really have to dive into it more because I can see it both ways. I really could. Um, Ezra wants to know um, who stays healthy, Ben or Connor? Ben, you know what? Best based on position. Yeah, um, based on position, the answer is Ben. But I'm gonna, I could, you know, I put my Homer hat on and say both. I put my Hater hat on and say neither. Yeah. So um, that's just, you know, Lance would probably say neither. A um, couple answers real quick. Reed said to answer the question about the Hall of Fame game, you have to buy the package. Cree followed that up to say if you buy tickets to the game, uh, or if you buy ticket an induction ticket, you can bundle for the game, or vice versa. That you could do it as a package, but it's not one just automatically includes the other. I wanted to grab the question that was in between there. He said, "Sorry, he missed so much of the show." From Matt O'Grady, he says, "Why so down on McFarland?" Are we really down on McFarland? Like I was down on the pick at the time because yeah, I didn't. I, I'm not so much down on the player now. I'm not down on the pick anymore. I think there's a real, real place for him on this team. Yeah. Um. No, everything for me in terms of down was like you. I was surprised at the position pick. Yeah. Um. I was surprised that the position was taken at that point. Yes. That was me. But like I said, I think the Steelers took that position at that point because they felt that they were getting a much higher value than where they were picking it. Correct. Um, and I think they had him in mind, and that's why they didn't consider other things earlier on. Um, and I think he's really so going funny. to get the opportunity. He's going to really get an opportunity to showcase what he can do. He's yeah. going to get the chance to show what he can do. And yeah. if we are lucky, he shows very well. Yeah. And But here's what we have to remember. Just because Steeler fans and even Steeler press is talking a lot about one given player doesn't mean the Steelers are 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 interested in that player one bit. Everyone was so sure that the Steelers would would want J.K. Dobbins if he was available. That's only because the fan base wanted him. The Steelers never gave any indication of that. So that's kind of what it was. What it was. Now it comes to McFarland. My thing is, is I'm like he's a fourth round pick. He's a fourth round pick. You're not expecting yep. him to come in and take over that job right now. Nope. You don't do that as a fourth round pick. You know, even I mean, if you've got you great value. That as a four round, you could do that as a fourth round pick, but it's not expected of you. Yeah, it's not expected of you. He's got to come out. I mean, if he comes out and, and shows that they, the Steelers can't keep him off the field, just like we were talking about with Kevin Dotson last last show, yep. that's just – that's. That's, that's a that's, great problem to have. Yeah, that's that's your your money pick in a fourth round. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have a fourth rounder that even as a rookie, or even even if it was his second year, if you've got a fourth rounder that you can't keep off the field, that's a great pick. Great, that's yep. a great pick. So, so not really down on him. I just don't have a lot of expectations. So, guess what? Low expectations means let's be pleasantly surprised. So. Uh, let's see if I can find um, my my live chat is free. I know it's going to skip on me any second here. I can just tell that it just nothing loads, nothing loads, nothing loads, and then boom, here it comes. Ten twenty two p.m. is Ezra again here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have you have one there? He's, um, yeah. Was that the living in his fears? Yes. Because he said 
we kind of just address that. Hate to live my fears, but should we have drafted J.K. Dobbins or address the backup QB position? Backup QB position? No. Because were you really going to have an upgrade? Correct. There was, Drafted. There was, yeah, there was no... In the draft. Correct. If he's talking about the draft. Yeah. Um, I already mentioned the whole Dobbins thing. You know, just because fans wanted him didn't mean the Steelers had any intention. Now, if you're talking about addressing the backup position in free agency, there's still people out there that are like, I don't understand why Cam Newton isn't with a team. And Cam Newton is now the top, the popular name. We talked about last week with Michael Beck, who wrote that article um, about Newton and the Steelers. To me, I think if, if Newton signs now, unless someone's paying him a ton, it's not smart. Right. It's not smart. Because what he has to do now is he has to look at 32 teams and guess which one is going to have a problem in quarterback where he could get a chance to play. Right. Why guess when you're the man that's left and you could wait and see? And then when someone goes down, you have a you know where to go where you'll get the opportunity rather than have to guess now. That's the best thing he can do. Yep. And as long as you have quarterbacks out there, I still have an art. Like I said, I mentioned this last week. It's still in my brain. I've had other things I've had to do. Is with no XFL, does that help the Steelers feel a little bit better about their quarterback position? Because there'll be other quarterbacks out there that weren't last year because they had already signed with the XFL. Um, so I'm okay with that. Um, you're more thoughts from you on either nope. of those? Um, I, I think you hit them right. Um, we had kind of hit on the Dobbins thing and backup quarterback. There was no way to do that in the draft. Um, picking where we were, we were not going yeah. to get an upgrade picking where we yeah. were. Yeah. And if it wasn't going to be an upgrade, then why? Um, or, or, for- you could say, or some people might say, Oh, it could, would have been an upgrade. Yeah. But you know, when you upgrade this much, when you can address another position and upgrade, you know, just, you know, a lot larger amount, what do you think you're going to do? Yeah. Um, Go make your team better. Check it out. DK Pittsburgh sports. I think it's that way. I sometimes get it backwards. DK sports, Pittsburgh. It's DK, I'm pretty sure it's Pittsburgh sports. Um, new author for them. Had a second article that came out last night at midnight. The, the new author they have is Ramon Foster. He had a story on there. You can see the whole thing um, talking about the backup quarterback position for the Steelers. Um, check it out. I'm just going to plug that and leave it at that. I'm okay. going to go to Reed's question. We only got a time for a few more here. Um, he says, are we going to stand pat at ILB or do you think an addition will be made? He, I was convinced Barron would be back until we gave away his number. The Steelers don't generally do that to guys they want back. That's true because McFarland now has 26, which Barron had last year. Um, you want to say anything first, or do you want me to answer first? No, go ahead. When it comes to inside linebacker, Jeff Hartman is, um, when, when we did the show on the preview from the article that we did together about projecting the Steelers 53-man roster, his prediction would be there would be somebody else that was brought into that position. I could totally see that. I could. I could. Um Steelers are putting a lot of eggs in the Ulysses Gilbert III basket. That's pretty cool, too, if if he pans out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the only two guys they really have are him and Spillane. One total snap on defense last year from either one of them. So, And that was Spillane, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was the last week. Might, might have been 16. I can't remember. Um, my answer is, if they don't, it's because they have something else in mind. Yeah, And that something else in mind might be when you go to dime packages, 
it being one linebacker on the field, meaning one inside linebacker. They might play more one inside linebacker sets than anything else. That could be the answer is using other secondary personnel um, if they don't address it. If not, then that's just going to be one of the things that you hope for the best. So, but it would not shock me if they addressed the position at all. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm still trying to catch up a little bit. I'll see if I can find just a couple more here before we call it a show. Uh, once well, again, live one, chat. Uh, Love you guys. I had seen one and lost it, and now I can't find it again. I'm trying to remember where it even. Mm-hmm. Well, what it's I, funny. Oh, I'm going to bring wait, this wait. up. Yeah, no, I remember oh, what wait. it was. Okay. I got this one first. Okay. Where Blitzberg said, Ben is the QB, so Fittner will be the offensive coordinator. No, 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 no. You got that wrong. Ben is the QB, so Ben will be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, nothing against Fittner. Honestly, and that's the thing. I know we, we criticize Randy Lane a lot, but as much as we can criticize him, there's also strengths there, too. I don't think he's... I don't think he's a diverse innovator that can do anything with anybody. I think if you have the right people for him, which is Ben Roethlisberger, that he can do well, because if he couldn't, Ben wouldn't have wanted him to be the OC in the first place. Right. That's just my thought. Okay. I I remember what it was that, and I'm trying to remember who brought it up and I'm looking to see if I can even find it again on here. If you can't, we'll just discuss it. Okay. So it was about, um, do do you see any particular player on the Steelers breaking out and having a ridiculously good year, you know, like a crazy year this year? And the first thing I thought was what we talked about, you and I off off the uh, off the feed here was your your hot take story. Ah, <laughs> well, you mean for, I, I said at the last show that the last show the um the my, my hot take my my Benny Snell hot take yes. Yeah. Oh, there, but, here it is. It's uh, ten thirty-three. It was Brian. Brian here okay. said, "Any one of our RBs could break out, and ex- any one of our RBs could break out and excel this year." And when I read that thing, I thought, "Oh yeah, if any of our running backs could break out, you know, may- maybe it's you know, could you know, could Connor come back and you know, could Connor make argument for yeah. a comeback player of the year or?" Do you get your Benny Snell hot take? Sure. And it, yeah, we could have it. Yeah. Here's, I finally found the There it was. Yep. Again. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I keep bringing up is like Benny, the only, since 1990, I can't remember. It's whenever Tim Worley, who was drafted in the top 10, um, since the year after him, the only rookie running back to have more, or Pittsburgh Steelers rookie running back to have more yards than Benny Snell did last season was Le'Veon Bell. Yep. But Snell also got more carries. He got a hundred carries, and that's because they had faith in him, and it's also because they they needed him. So some I mean, it's 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 so crazy. Like, like we like to give Lance a hard time because they say Lance has already written off Benny Snell, but we got Lance to admit that you can't really judge a draft pick for the first three years. So don't judge Benny on his first year. For those of you that missed the first show, I was talking about the article on the website that was about what's your Steelers hot take. My hot take was James Conner has a great year. James Conner gets dinged up late. And, and typical, this is what happens to the Steelers because it happened a lot back with Bell. 
is he'd be available all season, then all of a sudden he's not there for the playoffs and they struggle because they don't know what to do in the playoffs. Don't see that as a problem this year because I could see Steelers ready to make the playoffs. Connor gets dinged up. Snell comes in and, and is the primary guy in the playoff run. Averages 125 a game. Notice I say averages that much a game because I have them playing multiple games. Then because of that, he turns around as in the man is in the man in 2020 run 21 and rushes for 1500 yards. So that's a hot take. I'm not saying yep. it'll happen. I just like it as a hot I, take as something crazy to throw out. There. I know we don't have much, much time left, but there's one more I want you to bring up. Okay. okay. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, Rich doesn't have, Rich doesn't have the ability to click on them or else I wish yeah, he did. Or else I'd just bring it or I'd just bring them up. Uh, 1041 PM Cree. As a ten forty one Cree, here we go. Yep. Good old Cree. Yep, that's Cree. part of the reason I got you in there. But Cree, Cree asks, asks us both what I think is a pretty decent question here. I'm looking for the gray, Dave and Rich. I know yep. we got a green icon. Which defensive acquisition this offseason draft or free agent has the biggest impact this year? Defensive acquisition. So someone who was not on the team not last on the year. team last year that is on the team this year. Well, there isn't very many. There's not um, a whole lot. There's not a whole lot. Um, I have it narrowed to two. Why don't you go first? Because you'll probably take one of them, and then I'll take the other. Okay, I'm going with uh, third round draft pick, Mr. Highsmith. There you go. That was one of my two. That, okay. that as, um, even though it's going to be the Bread and Bud and TJ show, they're not going to be out there all the time. He's going to get snaps. He's going to get snaps. But the other place where I see he could really have some teams. impact is if he plays some special teams. Yes. Just the way this guy's got a motor, I see the possibility of him caught. You know, I, I expect to see him force a fumble or two on special teams. Yeah. I would, you know, I. So. I had to write an article about it. I don't see him in the live chat today, but I was in the live chat um, on another, on a different show. Can't even remember which one it was. Might've been Homer and Hater. Um, and I was, I was scolded because I said that Highsmith is an upgrade over Chicolo. And I was told yeah. it's impossible for him to be an upgrade because he's, because he's never played a snap because Highsmith can't be an upgrade. He's never played in the NFL. You can't say he's an upgrade. Well, I'm like, he's an upgrade based on draft pedigree. You know what I'm saying? That you take the guy in the third round, you're hoping that he's an upgrade out of the six round pick that you let go. Well, you know, um, Dave, there are probably some people out here that would say, you know, we could suit you up and be an upgrade over Chicolo. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, but I'm like, with the same philosophy, you're saying that Chase Young couldn't be an upgrade over over Chicolo, and he was the number right. two pick in the draft because right. he's never had an NFL snap. I, I I don't feel that way, but I understand yeah. that people could could say that. I understand, and some people, I'm like, Chicolo had half a sack last year. If Highsmith gets one. He's an upgrade. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So. so let's wait till he gets his first sack, and then we can say, yeah, he's an upgrade. So I'm going to give mine. My other one is going to be rotating in on the defensive line, newly acquired from the Baltimore Ravens, Chris Wormley. Yep. That's because a good one too. he's got NFL experience. Yep. That they can that they, that they can go with. So. And he's think, going. To, he's, he's going to be given the chance to potentially make immediate impact. Yes, yes. And here's another thing that I have coming out. I'm looking at some various things. Um, I know Flip had an article today where he's talking about things people weren't talking about. He's upset that they haven't addressed the nose tackle position. One of the things he brought up was something I've been waiting to bring up for something for a while. Um, before I did, you know, 
things that Steeler fans believe that aren't really true. I did the thing of whole like Juju's a chronic fumbler. No, he's only fumbled twice. He's he's an untimely fumbler, um, not chronic. Um, I have another one coming out dealing with Ben Roethlisberger. But the other thing is nose tackle. You know, other than Dan McCuller, Steelers don't have a guy big enough to be nose tackle on their team. But you want to know what? Steeler fans didn't have any problem with Javon Hargrave the last four years, did they? For the most part. I mean, he was with his production. I had no problem with Javon Hargrave. According to Pro Football Reference, Javon Hargrave weighs 305 pounds. That's not a nose tackle. Tyson Alu-Alu weighs 304. And Chris Wormley weighs 300. Mm -hmm. So if Hargrave was fine enough and still was good, you can't say that those other guys aren't big enough because they're the, you know, you could say, well, they're a little bit taller than Hargrave. Hargrave is a little bit short. You know, Daniel McCullers is taller than all of them. The granny's 50 pounds heavier, but still. So you can't say height is bad and then say your other option, six, seven. So you, you can't have it both ways. So saying that there's, you don't have a nose tackle on the roster, Mike Tomlin said it himself. You, you've got guys that are nose capable and that worked with, it worked with Javon Hargrave that played nose and could also play defensive tackle. My thing is get your best guys out there. If it's Alualu, if it's Wormley, whoever, you know, if they're better than McCullers, don't play McCullers just because he's big and plays the position. Put the best three guys out there. You might even see Cam Hayward go down there and if he's got a good matchup because he lines up inside um, sometimes depending on on things when they're they're in some package and he's, you know, then they only have two defensive linemen. He'll line up inside the guard. So you can see anybody. Right, Rich, we've gone a little bit over with this show, but that's because we got to wrap this one up. So we had nerdy numbers to talk about, which and probability and statistics, which you know, right up our. I get a hundred in probability and statistics on you know every marking period in high school, but that's just me. Um, you but you probably did that in college. Um, I didn't take statistics in college as part of my math minor, I didn't have to do that one. No, mine, you was take that elect- one? mine was an elective. Uh, you know what? I take that back. I was not a. It was not an elective as part of my major. That was one I had to take. Yeah, you had to take. I didn't have to yeah. take it as a minor, so um, I was more physicsy, um, math stuff that I did. Yeah. So, anywho, well, let's stop geeking out on that. So we did our our cool probability stuff. We uh, took some great questions. Great from the live questions chat. in the live chat. Great tonight. Again, as always, live. thanks. Th- thanks to everybody out there in the live chat. Um, great to see some people that made it for the first time. That's wonderful. Yeah, there's been some folks that, a few folks in there that I don't see too often, and they had some good stuff, and that's what we like. Come in and just, you know, be be a part and, you know, yeah. bring it. Yep. And we'll answer it. So, Adios, this show was for you. Sorry you couldn't make it live, or if you could, you just couldn't type. Make I hope you got to check it out and get the answer to your question. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, lots of great content from a lot of different people. Make sure you're, you're, you're liking the show and, and subscribing to the channel, turning on those notifications, and you'll know when we're going on. You'll know when Jeff and Lance is going on tomorrow night for the standard is the standard. You'll know when we're going on uh, with the triumphant trio, hopefully Thursday for the Steelers preview. And you'll, you'll know when Lance is going, because you never know with Lance now on Fridays. Yeah, I said it. Sometimes it's the afternoon. Sometimes it's the evening. Um, it kind of all, all depends. You'll know exactly when Tony starts his show right around noontime with uh, Steelers brunch with Tony on Saturday. 
And then you then you'll know when the Homer and haters coming on on Sundays, usually in the afternoon. And then of course you've got the Q and a back on Mondays, right around five or five 30, but you'll get the notifications for all those shows. Um, for those of you listening in podcast form, thank you very much. Um, leave that positive rating anytime you can. And that would be great for us. Anything you want to say to, to send us off here tonight, Rich? Just again, thanks everybody for tuning in and for being a part of the show and contributing out there in the live chat. We really do appreciate it. We really do. I thought you were going to say for tuning in, telling a friend and subscribing and subscribing. Thanks for geeking out with us. (laughs) 